Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm so happy that I can finally, like, this is the first time this year that I've been able to, like, record with this sweet, sweet, like, golden hour lighting coming through my yeah. window. That's what looks different. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And also, I went to see Everything Everywhere All at Once last night. Mm-hmm. Absolute banger of a movie. Highly recommend. And honestly, I really hope it gives Kehui Kwan the acting career that he's deserved this whole time. He was the guy who was um, Data in Goonies and Short Round in the second Indiana Jones. Oh, and he, yeah. like took a really extended break from acting because there just like weren't any roles getting offered to him which is such bullshit because he was fantastic in this movie yeah i don't think i've seen him as an adult period yeah he was fantastic in this movie also, huh. i have a tiny teacup today i've heard of it but i haven't like seen a trailer or anything for it it's a24 it's the same studio that's releasing uh marcel the shell with shoes on maybe i did see a preview for it and actually oh. He's voice acting. No. No. Okay, it is live action. Because I thought they were typically animation. No, A24 doesn't just do animation. I'm so excited for Michelle with shoes on. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But no, um, everything, everywhere, all at once was absolutely excellent. And um, literally one of the reasons that I wanted to see it in the first place, like when I saw a trailer, I knew nothing about it. They used my favorite, like, deep cut David Bowie song in the trailer and I was like oh I, like I don't like nothing else matters I'm going to see this regardless now but I, I saved you a meme <gasps> just, just a little bit of I'm yeah, so like, excited to go through yeah. our like weird exchanges in our group chat <laughs> yeah <laughs> to discover that's... stuff for the meme review that is coming up in two episodes but it goes so far back it's like how far do we scroll i mean yeah i don't know (laughs) actually i gotta take a screenshot of something that zach sent here i'll give something for you as well because zach sent me some stuff today that just made me laugh what did you harassing me cat she was in my lap during all meetings today people kept sending me private zoom messages about how cute she was and i said stop encouraging her Oh, man. People are so dumb. Right, you go. Enjoy. He's a celebrity. Uh. 
But yeah, tonight we are once again really truly winging it in the truest sense of the yeah. phrase because um, I put two questions in the document approximately five minutes ago and um, Zach is off doing big boy things. So we're just really throwing it together here today. Yep. I don't know what you guys are talking about when you do that stuff. I know. It's great. It's fun. Isn't it fun being the only like real adult in a group chat with like three baby adults? Yeah, but we all have the, um, we all have those things where, like, two of us will know the thing, but then other people don't know the thing, yeah. but we insist on talking about it in the group chat anyway. Oh, and actually, speaking of, um, <laughs> two of us will know the thing, um, I know, you, like, it is literally part of your job to be on top of, like, what's popping in the world of what people are watching. Have you watched Our Flag Means Death yet? It's been on my list. I I told I mentioned it to you a while back. You might have. Because I said there's a new HBO Max show that has Taika Waititi in it, and Reese Darby. Reese Darby, my dude, was in Flight of the Concords, which is of course one of my favorite shows of all time. I need to watch that. I have both seasons on DVD, but it's also on HBO Max, I assume, because it's an HBO show. But um, but yeah, I watched mm-hmm. that show in two sittings. And, oh my god, it's excellent. The brain rot has set in big time. Yeah, I I developed a habit now where I wait until, like, an entire season of a show is out before watching it. It is. Because I can't handle the wait. Mm-hmm. And I like the, um, the sort of momentum you get when you, like are able to watch multiple episodes in a row. I do love that. But yeah, no, the uh, the entire first season is out. It's absolutely excellent. Um, oh, it's done now. I didn't realize it was done now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well then super. I'm, I know what I'm doing this weekend. Hell yes. I need you to text me live reactions. I'm running that. Watching. I'm running that half marathon on Sunday, so I'm sure I'll be like just a log on the couch or in my bed for the rest of the day. So I need content to fill that time. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Um, thank you to whoever's decision it was to put Taika Waititi all in leather. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. <laughs> every time, for ever since the first episode was put on there, every time I log in HBO Max and would see that as like one of the promoted things at the top, it was killing me. Because I'm like, look at it. It looks, it looks so good. Look at the people. It the is people absolutely ex- It's so much fun. And also, this happens to me a lot whenever I, like, get really- when, like, the brain rot for a particular show sets in. I always love when I get really into a new thing. And for whatever reason, I tend to attach myself. What? Sorry, my, like, weird crackling in my headphones. Um, I'll, like, attach myself to some weird side character- or, like, a- like, one of the ensemble for no reason at all. But I always love whenever this happens that I eventually discover that there is a whole subset of just other weird bitches on the internet who are also, like, going absolutely Mm -hmm. feral over the same, like, gremlin bastard man. Hmm. I'm trying to think of another show where there might be an example. Yeah, I, like, I, I can't think of one until I'm in it. Like, what we do in the shadows, but I guess you're obsessed with uh, one of the main characters. I mean, I'm obsessed with all of them for different reasons. 
Let's but be you complete. talk about Nadja the most. Hmm? I do talk about Nadja the most because I am in love with her. But um, <laughs> for your birthday, every time I looked at it, <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, hold on. Let me yeah. let me grab that for the people. And I'll post a. I'll put a picture. It was for killing my me. Audio only listeners, but yeah, this is now my default makeup bag. <laughs> Jisk. That whole thing where she like can't figure out his name. Yeah, where oh she God. can't like wrap her mind around the name Jeff. Absolutely kills me. But um. <sighs> Yeah, I can't think of a good example of the last time I went, like, just, like, absolutely buck wild for, like, a side character. Mm-hmm. But it's happening. It's happening again. Because it has happened before. Many I mean, can times. We, can we, uh, shorter? Yeah. Because side character, but, you know, obsession. When we're recording this, um, we're finishing yeah. that show tomorrow yeah a couple of fateful thursdays coming up uh-huh. and i'm very <laughs> nervous i'm not gonna lie tomorrow for the uh the last few episodes of banana fish yeah i get the feeling this but hey i'm not working so that means i can drink about it nice exciting Oh, and also just speaking of my job, I'm pretty sure I sent you the Snapchat when I first realized that this, like, huge-ass, like, men's shirt that I got from work as a thank you for, like, cleaning and painting my boss's office is, like, hikey kind of cute when I wear it with high-waisted jeans. Oh, I definitely sent those to Zach, and usually you two receive a lot of the same snaps from me. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, no, I'm like not gonna wear this to work now. Cause I'm not gonna get it gross at the canal. Oh, I just realized you're wearing said shirt at the I moment. I am wearing said shirt. I just made that connection. I noticed that you were wearing a shirt that said canals on it. But, but just yeah, no, like I'm not wearing this to work. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now it's just canal swag. You would think this cat never gets attention. I know. And I wish she would come to me with half of that desperation when I'm at your house, but she's scared of me. Oh, she's so desperate. But she was has also been laying on me for, like, the past two hours right before this. So it's not like... <laughs> I know. God, she just never, she's starving. She never gets any attention. She keeps doing this on my lap. It's like, stop. I'm making the biscuit. You... That's that's my skin underneath that fabric that you are biscuiting. She doesn't know that. She doesn't need to. And then sometimes when she sits in my lap like this, she tries to like put her paws up on my chest, and she doesn't know what she, why she's doing it or where she's trying to go. So she just gets real confused and just keeps doing this. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds well, like some yeah. some standard cat behavior. Yeah, every cat is weird, but they're weird in different unique ways. Quirky. Love it. I don't really have a good segue for the first question that I put in the document. Okay, I saw the questions. I didn't know if that's what we were tackling. That is what we are tackling. And actually, I don't even know if we talked about the second question on the previous episode, because I'm super behind on editing. The last question on there? Yeah. I don't recall ever talking about it. Alright, well, it might come up, it might not. 
Um, so the first one I have is, what is the longest you have ever continuously slept? And is there a story attached to that? Man. See, I, I, I find this interesting to answer simply because I think a lot of it is age contingent a of bit. Course. Because people tend to not sleep as well as they get older. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like all of my longest sleeps were like teenage, young adult years. So for me, it's been a long time. Like at this point, if I sleep seven hours, I am stoked. Fair enough. <laughs> but I can't think of any specific time I slept a ton. Oh, see, the longest time I've ever slept was 15 hours straight. And it sticks out in my mind because I had just gotten... That was like the night after... The night that we got back from our, like, weekend train trip to Moscow that had been absolutely insane, and we had just been, like, nonstop for the prior 36 hours, pretty much. And as soon as I collapsed into my weirdly low-to-the-ground bed in my little Soviet apartment-looking hostel room, I passed out for 15 hours straight, and it was amazing. It's a lot. It was a lot, but I, I fucking needed it. My friend uh, Jenna was just telling me somewhat recently about a time, oh man, I can't remember the exact amount of time she said she slept. It was some ridiculous number. It, like, she had come back from an international trip, I can't remember from where, mm -hmm. and slept like 20-something hours. Oh yeah, I had a and friend who said they did that in high school after they, like, because they were like the like chief editor for the yearbook or something, and they had been like pulling insane hours after school, and when they finally got home for, like, winter break or whatever, they just, like, did not leave their bed for, like, pretty much an entire day. Well, she said she slept 20-something hours, woke up. The other reason she got up was because her mom said she had pizza. So she went, ate pizza, was up for, like, an hour and a half, and went back to sleep and slept another eight hours. Sometimes you need it. And I just anticipate, you know, because I'm going on this trip to Paris slash London in, like, a month. And it's going to be, like, 11 days nonstop. I've been packing the itinerary for every Oh, yeah, day. no. Like, again. When I, back, when I come back. You're going to get some prime sleep, my friend. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, yeah, no, like, this is, like, that happened to me after a weekend of nonstop. But, again, I think it, it changes. I used to be capable of, like, you know, sleeping 10, 12 hours when I had a particularly exhausting day or a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it only seems like I sleep worse when I have exhausting activities. I mean, I'm sure it, like, it's easier when you're younger, because, like, your brain is still developing until you're, like, 25. Yep. So, like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure that, like, that definitely has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, my mom, she, like, maybe sleeps four hours a night. She wakes up multiple times a night. She wakes up naturally at, like... 4.30 in the morning. I hate I'm everything afraid. about that. Yeah, I'm afraid that's where I'm headed, because it's gradually, like, getting closer and closer. That's mm. not ideal. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I miss my ability to sleep, like, you know, like death. And I just think, and I, like, remember that I didn't have any, like, of the classes that I was taking at the university in St. Petersburg the next day. So I, like, my friend came back from class and was like, are you dead? Because I had just been asleep the entire time that they were gone. <laughs> it's like, nope, just really tired. Yeah, I feel like I just have vague recollections of having, like, you know, gone on 
a trip or something. I remember um, I went snowboarding on a mountain with, I believe it was my high school band. That's We had a ski trip. Or maybe, I think it was the band. Anyway, but I'd never been snowboarding on a mountain like that before. And I just fell like over and over and over again. And of course, when you're out in the snow all day, you know, you're cold and it kind of wears you out. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to school the next day. Couldn't get out of bed because both of my ankles were like hugely swollen because when you fall over, your feet stay in place and your body just kind of flops because you snowboard. So I couldn't even stand up. So I just stayed in bed all day and I just slept and slept. I so got. Some, was... I have had some solid like post ski sleeps. Yeah. Because like when I was younger and I was in like grade school and high school, my family we would get, like you know, my parents had like skied growing up and like when they were younger. So my parents taught my sister and I to ski. So we would get um. Like season passes to whatever mountain that was kind of nearby within like two hours or whatever for every Sunday. I've had some some very good post-ski sleeps, especially if you get there and there's, like, fresh powder on the mountain, because it's, like, so much more work to cut through than when it's been, like, decently skied over. Yeah. It's good stuff. Also had some solid yeah. post-Comic-Con naps. Those were fun. Mm. Because it would just be go, go, go for, like, three days straight, packing in, like, as much as we could f- possibly fit in while we were at the convention. And it's like, okay. And two out of the three times I went to Comic-Con, I had, like, gotten a cold, like, the day before. And I had just been like, you know what, we're just gonna deal with this after. I'm going to acknowledge that this is happening to me after the convention. (laughs) And I did. I feel like the naps typically come after you are moving around a lot for a long period and or extreme temperature changes. Because, like, being out in the cold for skiing and then getting warm again or like if you're like on a beach or something and out swimming and or in a pool like in the hot sun Ooh. all day and then beach you take sleep. a nice cool shower post beach sleep there's nothing quite like it you can't really capture it absolutely banger yeah big fan but i think it's that temperature extreme where it's like you were really hot for a while or really cold for a while and then you normalize it's like I wonder if science has anything to say about that. Hmm? I said I wonder if science has anything to say about that. Yeah, I'm sure. Something about the uh, energy required to warm or cool the body. Yeah, right? okay. if you're I really it. Thing and, yeah, it takes energy. Nice. I don't know. That's my guess. Seems fair. Um, actually, the next question is the one that I said I was going to keep a secret for the next time we had a quote-unquote girls' night on the podcast. Oh, the one that Zach and I harassed you about? Yeah. You were here? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we were ever going to find out what that was. Nope, this is it. Um, how do you put on a bra? Which, like, you know, not every person that wears a bra identifies as a girl, but yeah. I'm just saying girls' night for the two of us. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because, Not um, to be, uh, cis or het normative. Yes. Just girls but, for I mean, us. Yes, just based on the typical hosts of the podcast, relatively certain Zach does not wear one, but... Who, well... I don't know. I mean, I guess we would have fit, I mean, if he did, I guess we would have known when he was showing off his tattoo, his giant back tattoo at your house. Yeah. So, like, now I guess we do know for sure. Yeah, at least at that moment in time, but... 
anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was about us as the hosts. Yeah. What's what's the what's the method here? I find this interesting because I feel like it's something that I've evolved over. Because like when I was younger, I always had to hook it in front and do the turnaround. I see. I've never done that. I did. I mean, we're talking when I was like twelve years old. Yeah. No. But yeah, I mean, now it's just straight up put both arms through, hook it behind. Yeah, apparently there's, like, a whole, and I, like, this, I remember seeing, like, a post or something like this when I was back on Tumblr. It was, like, people who can put a bra on, like, just behind their back scare me. I was, like, I didn't realize that there was a whole subset of people that just can't do that and have to do the, like, hook it in front, turn it around. Yeah, it's an extra step to do that. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I... Again, I only did it shortly when I first started just because it was, you know, unfamiliar. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, I'm going through this extra step. I can figure out how to do it without, you know. Yeah. Although the real question is, can you unhook it one-handed? Yeah. Exactly. I don't think it's that hard. Do we use two hands? Apparently. Huh. Yeah, it's one of those things I don't really think about i had to like visualize and like all right so if i go also, side note no. i feel like such a fancy lady having this little tiny personal teapot and pouring my tea into like an actual teacup because it feels stupid to just like use a tea bag with the amount of water that will fit in this little tiny teacup so i'm having mm-hmm. a great time anyway just based on the colors of that teapot i thought it was grogu that would be cute but no it's um some fun little Celtic swirls. But yeah, no. I, I don't I don't think the unhook it one handed is not that hard. Yeah, I can't I can't even It's one of those things where we, we need a person on the podcast who either has to use both hands to unhook and or hooks it in the front mm-hmm. to explain. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, I don't, I mean, I guess, I don't understand why guys have such a hard time with the unhooking it. Just, it's not that, like, I don't know, and I mean, like, maybe if it's a thing you're, like, generally not used to. Yeah. But, like, and it's, like, such a trope in, like, so many movies, it's like, oh, he can't get her bra unhooked or whatever. It's a hook. It's not that hard. It's not some sort of space age technology. I like many things. Yeah, I just don't. But yeah, I was like floored when I saw that post that was like, oh, people who can like clasp their bra without looking at it scare me. I was like, what? Yeah. I don't remotely get that. Uh, I'm trying so hard to imagine like. If there's ever been, like, maybe a specific circumstance where that's been difficult. And even, like, if I do miss, like, like, I'm not turning it, I'm not turning it back around. Like, if I have to try a couple times to get the, like, hooks to line up, my pride's in it now. It's (laughs) personal now. I guess if you have one of those ones that has three hooks instead of two or something, it's a little bit more of a pain. That is a bit much. I do, when I go to um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I do have a, like, corset that hooks. That I have to do in the front, because there's just too there's too goddamn many. Yeah. Like, it's going all the way down. Yeah. But yeah, in general, 
I don't I don't need to waste time turning it around. I just I can't imagine the person who doesn't at least try to like, you know, it's like anything else, you practice and you can do it. I mean that would make sense to me, but again, who knows? But yet this person decided that it was something that was so mysterious to them that they had to post about yeah. it. Yeah. Man, I wish <laughs> Emily was here. Yeah. I wonder if it has anything- I wonder if it would have, like, if you, like, pulled a bunch of women slash bra wearers, mm -hmm. would there be any correlation between bra size and whether or not you hook it in the front of the back? Because yeah. I've noticed- because, like, if you have, like, a larger, like, either band or cup size, there tend to be more hooks. Yeah. I feel like that might have something- that could have something to do with it. Because, again, the corset that has a bunch- there's no, no fucking way I'm doing that behind my back. Yeah. It might also have something to do with a, a person's flexibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people might have, like, shoulder issues or just, you know, not be that flexible. And so reaching behind the, their backs like that might just not be something they can, you know, mm -hmm. manage. And then it makes sense. That's about all I got. That's why, yeah, that's why I think it would be good to have somebody who does this. I know, I wish Emily was because... here so we could ask her. <laughs> I think it was just a couple weeks ago pointing out that um, the uh, spiciest arguments we have are when one of us is confronted with something we never yeah. thought people did differently. And I think this will be one of those things, right? I, think I do. So if we had a person mm. who was like, oh yeah, no, I have to hook it in the front, we'd be like, what? I mean, we can always bring it back up when we get, when we get Emily or someone else to come join us once again. Just put it in the group chat and be like, excuse me, any ladies here or brawler? No. Yeah. Yeah, any no. But we're really- oh. Somebody says me, I'm like, so podcast, which day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, we'll come back to that since we are uh, running on skeleton crew here today. Yeah. That happens from time to time. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. I really need to get my shit together with, like, planning things out in advance. And I always tell myself I'm gonna do it, and then I don't. Oh, I just remembered that I added a question to the doc, like, last week. I never pointed it out. Would we like, to bring, it, would we like to bring it up now? I did not see. Would we like to bring it up now, or do we want to <laughs> save it for um, a time when we have more people? I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Because <laughs> I just don't understand. Well, now I kind of want to know. Yeah, I don't mean it. it. I guess with any question, it's going to be interesting to hear more takes on it than, you know, just two people. I mean, but, of course. Yeah, but I don't know that this particular question is more suitable for particular people than others. Hold on. Okay. Let, let me pull this up here. I was just pulling up the document to remind myself of how I phrased it. It's not that funny, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, random things that aren't that funny, but... It's funny oh, because of how... Okay. Yeah, you know what, we'll save that. We'll save that, we can just wing it today. Yeah, I don't... Uh, random thing that had me laughing that wasn't even that funny the other day. I remembered that episode of Bob's Burgers where the guy 
tries to like hit on women by faking technical difficulties during like avi- like personal private aviation lessons. And they call him Upskirt Kurt. <laughs> and I just remember that, and it killed me. You gotta respect a good rhyme. I mean, yeah, it's not even that funny, and I haven't even like watched a lot of Bob's Burgers in quite some time, even though I do love that show. But like, it just popped back into my head the other day, and I was like, that's a little hilarious. Something that had me giggling quite a lot today. Um, so I, I mentioned that in class yesterday, I was singing the Manamana from Muppets. Amazing. <laughs> like I actually sang it in class. As simply, because, simply because I said the word phenomenon. Well, yeah, you're legally <laughs> obligated to. <laughs> and I started singing it, and I had a student email me today just to say that that song's been stuck in her head since yesterday. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> She's like, the, the subject was just, I hope you're having a good afternoon. <laughs> and then the text of it was like, um, so that, that made me laugh, but now it's stuck in my head. I love that. Can't help it. Oh, actually, here's a question cool. that might not work out because you might need time to think about, but what is the weirdest email you've ever received from a student? Whew. Or just huh. some highlights, because I feel like receiving an email yeah. about that was kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the vast majority I get are just students asking for things. Um, occasionally, I'll get like a random social one, like you know, Marcel the Shell. Students were sending me, uh, "Hey, oh, yeah. did you see that the trailer came out?" Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, and it's funny though because I've. This is my 14th year teaching college classes, and I'm sure there's a ton that I've just forgotten. Mm -hmm. Every now and then I get reminded of like, oh yeah, this, I had this student in class like 10 years ago, and I completely forgot they existed, but at that point it was like, Mm yeah. So I'm sure there's some really interesting ones that I don't remember. Because I, what's in my head right now is that screenshot of whoever emailed their professor after they failed the midterm, and all the email said was bruh, respectfully, and then student's name. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's the funny thing, right? Like, like, you think I would remember those kinds of emails? Mm-hmm. I know I've gotten them. I honestly just can't. But also, like, you get so many. So, like, I completely get oh that. I answer so many student emails But also the day. fact that they literally just said, like, good afternoon, professor, whatever. Bruh. Respectfully. <laughs> I mean, that kills me. Good email etiquette. Yeah, I mean, I would be laughing hysterically. Oh, that would kill. That would that would send me. I have gotten one student in one of my classes this semester to address me as Doctor B on all emails. Hell yes, dude! Finally. Every time she emails Doctor B, and I laugh every time. <laughs> I absolutely love that for you. Glad you're getting what you deserve. I have the memory of a goldfish. I can only reference things from the current semester. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Too bad no one took over for me in writing down just, like, shit that you say. Yeah, it, it's so weird. I know we've talked about this before, and I forget the term forgetting the things once you arrive somewhere. I believe we called it cognitive impermanence. Yeah, that thing. I had that in the classroom. Hell yeah. Once the class ends, I've immediately forgotten everything I said and did, for the most part. That's fair. 
I thought there was no tea in this. There wasn't. That was sad. I actually have the thought multiple times per class, like, oh, this is the kind of thing Bridget probably would have written in her notebook. And then by the time class ends, I forgot what Yeah, just... Completely gone. Like, it was never there. Happens to the best I know I made some stupid pun at the end of a class yesterday and ended the class saying, I'm sorry, I'm the worst. (laughs) Okay. To which a very nice girl in the front row said, oh, you're not the worst. Oh. Thank you. That has kind of me (laughs) energy, I'm not gonna lie. That's probably how I would have responded. Yeah, she's lovely. We do stand. It's a good group. It's a good, really good group of students in that class this semester. Nice. I was uh, killing them yesterday by mentioning the fact that graduation is coming up in a month. I pretend I do like, not see it. Yeah. I was upsetting them. So instead I just kept saying that thing that's coming up that I won't name. Does that count? Because I said it, I didn't actually send a note of it, but I talked about it a bunch. And they just kept looking at me like... I kind of love that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I know I've done a lot of weird things in there, but I just forget them. Hmm. I did remember to uh, mention that a few weeks ago when I when that student was like, "Man, it's a shame the windows in this classroom don't open." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's not true. Does anybody have a large brick? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like <gasps> collective gas. <laughs> I love that one's great. I love that. That one stuck in my head because just the re- i wasn't expecting their reaction like that. Oh, that would have killed—that would have killed me. If they hadn't reacted that way, I probably would have forgotten. Like, if if only one person had heard me or something, I would have not remembered. But I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to and like I... put it in the syllabus or something that like you'll get bonus points for writing down humorous <laughs> things that you say. That would be fun. That would be very fun. I would be a big fan. Mostly just because I want to remember. Like, I want to know what they are. And if someone writes them down and shows them to you, then I get to know. You know what I need? I need a teaching assistant who just assists in all of of my classes by just simply going to them and writing down the things that I say that they find interesting or amusing. I would do that. That would be fun. I would do that. Oh, I had asked to be my TA and I forgot to answer her. Yeah, no, but I need so many emails. Well, <laughs> on the subject of emails, yeah, that that meme, there better not be any. <laughs> Me opening my email, there better not be any emails in here. Yep, every time. I think yep. about that every time. Yeah. I'm like, there better not be. Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna change my email address. I really know. <laughs> And then somehow, some company will still get it and send you a bunch of bullshit. I did walk into a wall in class yesterday. Just a minute before I was about to talk about my professional persona. Uh, interesting. Explain. Like, how did that happen? Well, the classroom that I was in, like, so this is the back wall. Mm -hmm. There's this section of it that just, like, sticks out toward the end. So there's, like, this little bit of wall right here. And I was just, like, pacing looking at the students and just bonk. Uh, what bonk. were you going to say about your professional persona? Well, we were, 
what we were talking about was, you know, sometimes if you post things on social media about drinking, drug use, sexual activity and stuff, employers might see it. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have this sort of like, you know, professional persona, which might be different from the way that you act in your personal life. I was like, you know, I was going to say like, you know, me for example, have a certain personality when I'm with my family and friends, but in the work environment, I have this kind of professional persona that I put on. Bonk. <laughs> and then I started laughing. I was like, she said as she just walked into a wall. Nice. <laughs> Very nicely done. As I professionally hit a wall and pretend nothing happened. Uh, Gotta laugh at yourself, man. Yeah. I have a good time. I can't remember at some point yesterday, I also made some sort of joke that nobody laughed at, and I, uh, except a couple people, and I was like, well, I thought it was funny, and in the end, that's all that really matters. Some guy commented on some, like, Reddit thread about doing stand-up or whatever, and he said sometimes when, like, if he was at, like, you know, like, a local comedy club or whatever, like, if a joke happened to fall flat one night that, like, other people, that, like, audiences had, like, really liked before, he would just go, fuck you, that was funny, and then it would, and it almost always worked. Yeah. I love being insulted sometimes. And, like, honestly, power move, in my personal opinion. Yeah. The confidence. Exactly. But sometimes that's all it takes, you know? I'm in the middle of attempting to ride my bike every day for 10 days straight. Mm. We're on day three. <laughs> so you got a week. Yeah, and now just like everything is like kind of tight and crackling a lot. Mm. I feel like I'm pretty sure I'm about to lose a toe from uh, running. That's pretty cool. Oh, cute. Yeah. Like in the actual medical sense or just... I mean, it's not going to literally fall off. Okay, cool. Good. Not pretty. Nice. I don't think I'm going to lose the tone of it either. That happens sometimes for runners, but... So I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, this is why y'all scare me. But I discovered that silicone toe caps are a thing. Like, these little silicone sleeves that fit over your toes. Interesting. And they, um... The material is very unsettling. I don't know what it is about that kind of silicone, but it's just, it's like real stretchy mm -hmm. and just feels inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know why. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I can think so of I reasons have... why silicone might be consi- might be a material that draws to mind some inappropriate thoughts. Oh, no, it's just like, it's, I, I really can't put a finger on it. It's kind of like the projector screen in that one classroom that I can't get any of the students to pet. It's just a weird-ass material. So is and it I just don't, like, is it just like, to use a modern slang that you'll never repeat, just gives you the ick? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, it's... It feels a bit too much like human skin, maybe? I don't know. Fascinating. You'll be here next week. Touch one of the toe caps and you'll see what I mean. I got a pack of them. Okay. And they won't, they won't have touched my toes, they're new. I love That's that we're I... at this point in our friendship. Just a little silicone, like, toe cap, it's, you know, it's, it'll be in a box. Okay, alright, sure. You know, why not? At this point... So you- what i need it's just no yeah no i get i the second i took them out of the package i'm like what the hell kind of witchcraft is this it doesn't feel right same with that screen that screen feels too like fabricy and soft and it's not it, it's unnatural it I'm, is like an i unholy wish fabric. i had a reason to like go into that room and touch it I mean, you just have to be on campus. And I would just have walk. to be on campus, but, like, I don't really have a reason for that. Like, if insomnia had happened, that would have been a good reason. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Finger, fingers crossed. I, like, even if I am, like, living, if, like, the weird series of events that make up my life lines up so that I happen to be, like, living in freaking California in March of next year, I will come back for the Insomnia Film Festival. Nothing will stop me from being on the faculty slash alumni team. Yeah. Oh my god. I was so excited, too. I was trying to generate ideas, you know? It is good. When it- when- when it happens, it is going to be the bomb. Yeah. No, it'll be so good. I mean, to be fair, we have an unfair advantage. That's why we're the faculty team. Faculty slash alumni team. And also, that could become a thing! What if people from other departments start making, like, a kind of separate best faculty team, faculty slash alumni team film? Well, Joe, the guy who runs it, um, has, like, said repeatedly since I've known him that, like, he wants faculty teams, but nobody ever seems willing to do it. So then if we do it, it could be a thing. That'd be so fun. Like, people. Or like, especially like if like I don't know, like someone, like someone, 
who like teaches in the fucking like physics department or whatever and just happens to be a bit of a film person like as a hobby what if they bring back like they're like you know someone who they taught who's now like going for their doctorate or some shit that could be so fun yeah just like a bunch of different faculty slash alumni teams from all like different departments i'm so here for it yeah just like alongside the actual like student films yeah, and I don't know why more faculty wouldn't do it. It's like, yeah, we have all this stuff we have to do, but it's all super boring. Why wouldn't would you do? Why wouldn't you want to do a fun thing? Yeah. They have no sense of childlike wonder. Lame. But yeah, they're no, just like, like two adults. I. This will happen. I will be there. Nothing will stop me. I mean, we're gonna have to wait another eleven months, but it will still happen. Yeah, it's a real bummer though. Bummer. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was very much not happy. I was, I was v sad. Yep, would have been tomorrow the festival. The, <sighs> the showing of the v awarding. Sad. Did you have ideas, by the way? I mean, not really. Um, I was just kind of thinking about it. The real question is, who was gonna act? Who were we going to make act of our, like, theoretical team? Because it was going to be me, you, Sasha, and- Well, because we're not competing, we're not limited. Oh! Really? We didn't have to have an- like, we didn't have to limit the number- Because I know you can, like, get help from anyone you want. But we didn't yeah. have to have, like, a team- like, a limited, like, team list? Yeah, I don't think there's, like, an official- team that you would have i mean it'd be more like we just kind of show up okay that's fair but i mean you know, that's still out of the people who was going to be involved so it was going to be me you sasha i'm assuming lee probably lee, yeah probably lee and then maybe dr herman yeah we, we talked to him a bit yeah so like of those people who were we going to make act well the the goal i think sasha and i talked about this at some point would be to get every faculty member to appear at least briefly in the video oh my god yes that's so that's so fun yeah i mean it, it's unlikely that would happen just based on the time of the filming but because just it as started, many people as we could get yeah but like it, it starts at 6 p.m on a friday yeah uh, it goes through saturday and most faculty aren't even there on friday period so unless we unless joe would give us like a pass to sort of cheat and film a couple of minutes you know a couple seconds of each person during the week to add in later probably wouldn't happen so then under those circumstances if it had just been the people who were like there who, gonna... who, yeah. who would we who would we make get in get in front of the camera I suppose it depends on what roles we have yeah i would have acted. I i'm not good at it but i like it yeah, I was gonna say, I don't, I, not that I have any actual, like, I haven't experienced anybody's acting, really, but I have a sense that none of us is better than anybody else. That's fair. Although, honestly, I, I feel like I could wind up being, like, a, like, later in my life, like, a community theater bitch or whatever, because I feel like if I was in a situation where, like, you know, someone was actually, like, giving me something to work with and, like, a back and forth, I think I could do decent. I think I could do okay. Cause like all I've ever done are like school plays where it's like you know kind of corny or whatever. But like I think if I was like had to do a somewhat intense scene with somebody who was like you know actually reciprocating emotionally, I think I could do all right. 
acted on all the school plays and musicals, and I did community theater for a while when I was, like, younger. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but I haven't done anything, like, since high school. And I actually, when I moved to Maine, I looked at joining the community theater just to, like, some, to meet some people, Aww. but then that never happened. Yeah. Well, that could be a fun way to meet some new people in a new town. I gotta say, that is the thing that sucks about, like, adult life and the way doing- and the way that just in general, once you're past a certain age, the way that doing any kind of, like, creative things has to be, like, you have to be good at it and you have to be able to profit. Like, I loved doing the musicals in, like, grade school. I had so much fun. And then I went to a school- to a high school where like i think like the people like in my grade and like this like two grades on either side were like particularly like kind of like all the people who did the musical were like particular like it was particularly bad the attitude that surrounded the like theater program at the school when i was there like it was particularly like catty and just like gross but there was a lot of attitude which was like, oh, if you aren't already planning to, like, major in, like, musical theater, like, don't even bother. And I was like, I kind of want to just do, like, I know I'm not Broadway material. I am so very well aware of that. But, like, it's fun. Yeah. Like, I just want to do it for fun. So, like, any kind of opportunity, like, the opportunity to do that, like, to just do a musical for fun, pretty much disappears once you leave grade school. Yeah, which is dumb, because unless you are actually, like, in a program that's sort of like a feeder to Broadway or, you know, something like that, mm -hmm. then isn't that just supposed to be the point? Like, community theater is not meant to be a launching pad. Yeah. It's meant to be for people in the community to have a good time and put on a show for other members of the community. Yeah. No, like, I, I, like, I want to do a musical just for funsies again so much. Yeah. I used to do, um, we had this local community group, Potter Players Community Theater, Aww. that I did a lot when I was younger. Um, and then there was another group that I did one play with. I don't even remember what it was called, the group. It was um, A Christmas Carol. Aww. And uh, I don't really remember much about it, because I think I was like 14 or something, so we're talking 22 years ago. Mm. But I just remember there being such a sense of like, pageantry about it I know. everybody dressed up in these dickensian costumes and no, just like oh it's such a vibe yeah when we would do the plays and like the musicals it was all just musicals and when i was doing them in grade school like oh my god it was so much fun because i went to such a small school for like k through eight that like the day that we were gonna do like there were there were only like they only did the musical twice which was such bullshit to me it pissed me off because like we we were like we were kids but we worked hard on it mm -hmm. but like there would be a dress rehearsal and then the actual show and the day of the dress rehearsal was at school and everyone who was in the musical got to leave class early and go to the music room and get all dressed up and get their makeup done and oh my god the vibes were immaculate i would give yeah. anything to experience that again and the post uh, post play gatherings that we would always have, yep, and, where like, everyone still has their makeup on, but they're back in their clothes, <laughs> wearing their like weird shoes. God, I miss it so much. We also in high school for all the plays on opening night would break a bottle. Normally it would be champagne, but you know, being underage, we did sparkling cider. We'd go outside and break it on something. Hell yeah! Every opening night. 
Yeah. Yeah, you lose. I mean, I think one of the most annoying things about it is you don't appreciate it as much at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not like till you get older and then you're not around people of your own age anymore and you can't really, like, make friends. You don't have those kind of opportunities. It's like, man, I wish I knew what I had. I know. And again, the <laughs> thing in about, like, being older and being an adult where, like, things that you do, like, creative things have to be good. Like, they have to be, like, object. Like, it pisses me off. Like, yeah. it Like, our, like like, third grade production of Seussical sucked ass. It was terrible. But Jesus Christ, were we having fun. That just reminded me that I saved another meme for you earlier today. Oh, I'm honored. Very much related to this point. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, and honestly, like, if I had any, like, if I had a shred of, like, actual talent, I would be the most annoying brand of theater kid imaginable. Actually, I just sent you the wrong one, but that was a different one that I saved for you as well. I mean, I love, I love any evidence that people, that I don't cease to exist to people once I'm no longer in the room. Or, like, you know, in people's direct line of sight. Yeah. So I just sent you two with the most recent one that I sent. Oh, they might have sent out of order. Mm. No, they're in the correct order. Nope, they're not in the correct order. Ooh, whoopsies. The one that starts out with Kurt Vonnegut is yeah. the one I was just referring to. Being good at things is not the point of doing them. I mean, the point of doing some things. Yeah. Yeah, the second one I've seen before. Very important. We'll we'll uh, put these memes. Um, yeah. Either in the YouTube uh, description or link them with the with the. Uh, Acast post, but yeah, they will be uh, they will be here for your viewing. But yeah, no, very yeah. very important. Uh, the point of doing <clears throat> any and everything fun is not to be good at it. Yeah, and that's I, I definitely think that gets lost. Yeah, no, like I miss getting kind of deep here. I just miss being allowed to like do things for fun and have it suck. Like yeah. again, my our third grade production of Suzical was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it was god-awful, but oh my god. Well, especially because most of think these things are hobbies. Exactly. They're not, like, you know, trying to become professional at something. They're just, like, a thing you do to pass the time because you like it. I feel like things like theater in particular are very hard to do as a hobby because some people are incredibly talented and, like, honestly should be doing that shit as a career where it does need to be, in some senses, competitive and professional. But, like, does it have to be all of it? Yeah. I mean, it's it should be more about the process rather than the product. Yeah. Right? It's the enjoyment of doing the thing, not the thing itself. Um, there was a professor at Ohio State who I, I still keep in touch with a little bit, but um, she's a, a knitter, much like myself. And as you are, I believe, aware, I have a bad habit of having many projects in progress, and I don't finish some, and it's just always... But years ago, she said something to me that I always remind myself that it's not about completion. That's not the point. You're not knitting to create a thing. You're knitting for the joy of knitting. That's so, so sweet. whether I you love finish that. it or not is kind of irrelevant. I love that's that. not the point. Right? And so that's what I always remind myself. Cause it's like, yeah, are you enjoying the thing that you're doing? Yes. Mission accomplished. 
that is a very good way to look at things. And honestly, yeah, I need to, like, work on reminding myself of that. Because, like, yeah, when I, like, cross-stitching, for example, which is my kind of equivalent to your knitting, like, mm -hmm. yeah, when I'm making something for a person, like, the product, like, you know, the product is definitely important if I'm, like, gonna give a gift to somebody, but, like, also enjoy the process. Yeah, and I always, I feel like I always have to sometimes, like, apologize for not being good at things. I know, or, I, I hate it. Yeah, where it's like, like, running, for example, right? Um, meeting up with uh, this track, this running club, and I feel like all I'm doing is constantly being like, oh, yeah, I love running. I've been running for, like, you know, 25 years, but I'm not fast. Just, like, just, you know, I'm not fast. One of the, th like, one of the ways I have gotten around, like, doing that to myself like doing that to myself like I love dancing and I'm absolutely like I'm absolutely terrible at it in any kind of objective professional sense but like with all the like dads and grandpas that I work with whenever we're working on a project where we can like have music going I will bring my bluetooth speaker blast Britney Spears and dance horribly in front of everyone while we're working and you know what if they're entertained great I dance badly in public, and I refuse to stop doing it. I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, how much it bothers me that people get dance shamed. Yeah. Because, like, unless you're doing it professionally, the whole point is just to move your body and enjoy the, the rhythm. Yep. That's all. That's the whole point. Yeah, no. I dance badly <laughs> and in public, and I sing loudly and badly in public, and I refuse to stop doing it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I feel like I have to apologize for being a bad singer and dancer and all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and, like, objectively, in a sense of, like, we're comparing to, like, actual professionals, yeah, I'm not good at it. But, like, yeah. deal with it. I'm not particularly good at most things I do, but I do them anyway, because, uh, what's the alternative? You can't be good at everything. Precisely. I'm just gonna pick the one thing you're good at and only do that all the time. Sounds like, like you're not boring. Good <laughs> Maybe you're just not good at anything. I mean, one of my deep fears, but let's not get into that. No, no, I mean, maybe just like, I'm not saying you as in you, but of course, like, of course, yes. But like, maybe a person, how about that, has just hasn't found like the thing that they're good at yet. Um, yeah, it's no. kind of like what I, um, some, I think I said something along these lines a few weeks ago that like, Sometimes I think about all the people that are really good at a particular thing, but they don't know it because they haven't tried it, mm -hmm. or they tried it and they don't like it, so they don't do it. Yeah. Like, somebody who could be the most amazing singer of all time, but they just don't enjoy singing, so they no, know they're literally, good okay. So I have to look up this actor's name, but the guy who was Jack in the original Broadway cast of Into the Woods... Mm -hmm. stunning voice left broadway to become like like a tax attorney hmm. good for him for following his dreams i guess i mean like yeah like obviously follow your dreams but that's one of those things where it's like oh my god like if oh. i could sing like that i'd never like i already can't sing that well and i never shut up if i could sing like that or imagine somebody who has like a really good natural aptitude for some sort of stem field yeah and it's just like nah fam it's like maybe you could have cured cancer but <laughs> i didn't you feel just like it enjoy it yeah which is just it's wild to me i think about that sometimes yeah that stuff is nuts but think about all the things that you've never tried doing in your life because who could possibly try everything yeah 
but that you might actually be really good at and really love, but you just wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, maybe I could be really good at, like, football. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I could be a good golfer. I don't want to. Yeah. But I know that I've tried things that I was would not have expected that I would have liked, but ended up liking. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I talked about this in the podcast, uh, I think it was a couple months ago now, but, like, that time I went uh, curling. Yeah. Which, like, I never thought about curling in my life, but this dude invited me to go curling, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I try things. Yeah. And I was like, this is freaking fun, man. Yeah, one time my dad and my mom and dad are both big golfers, particularly my dad, but they both roped me and my sister into going golfing with them at one point during quarantine, like, during, like, the height of quarantine. Because, like, you know, that's a good distanced thing to do. Fresh mm-hmm. air. And, like, according to my dad, I ha- I showed some natural talent for it. But I don't want to do that. It's boring. I don't like it. <laughs> right? But that's kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. Why not be things that you're good at? You might like things that you're not good at. You might not like things that you are good at. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, you did. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was like, that's like my one small personal example of that. He was like, yeah, like, you're pretty good. Like, you could, like, you know, you could be good at this. I was like, okay, but I don't want to. (laughs) I don't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, and there are little things like, you know, I played saxophone starting in fifth grade all through high school. And I was pretty good at it. Like, I did a lot of contests, one solo contest, stuff like that. And then once I graduated high school, I just kind of, like, stopped. Yeah. But it was, like, one of the few things in my life that I was genuinely good at. And I was like, yeah, no. I'm done now. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if I can still, I can still do some of the, like, you know, the air. I, the term is fingerings, but I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I used to play tuba. <laughs> trying not to say fingerings but that's what it is no yeah it is (laughs) and also the fact that like that is also kind of avert for like stealing something or like just in general like touching something like in a kind of like exploratory slash examination way i hate it like you left when i told you the that yarn weight like they use for your socks is called fingering (laughs) yeah like in in the knitting world that's perfectly normal like Oh, no speaking of uh, dumb things to laugh about, we're recording this on 420. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, <laughs> I'm just seeing that there's, uh, for the second year in a row, because this is the second 420 that weed has been legal in New York. It's been a, more than a year now. Oh, yeah, no, when I was on a bike ride earlier today, I uh, passed several people celebrating. Good for them. Yeah, but there's a, a cannabis festival here in Rochester that... You had to buy like tickets, tickets like day up or like 30 bucks, but you get like a bunch of swag and stuff. I don't, it was kind of vague on the details, but, but I know last year there was an impromptu 420 because of the legalization happening so close to 420. Hell yeah. Yeah. Although I did just have to explain to somebody earlier today why 420, like why this date? Yeah. And, if, like, I've read the, like, Wikipedia page as to, like, why it's 420, and I'm sure it's, like, kind of made up, but at this point, like, haha, 420 plays it. It's the police code for marijuana possession. Oh, really? I heard it was, like, some weird, like, thing about, like, smoking behind, like, a school in L.A. Hmm. I've never heard of such yeah, a Yeah, no. 
one of those things where it's like, at this point, does it really matter? Yeah, well, that's gonna bother me. I can't help it. I have to Google things. Just earlier today, I was having a conversation about where Idaho is. Idaho isn't real, so I don't care. Yeah, but it's like, you don't really think about it. Um, and I had it in my head where it was. And I looked at a map and I was so off. One time one of my friends in Russia was like, yeah, I tried to memorize all the states, but I couldn't. I was like, girl, I live here. I don't even know all the states. Like, obviously, when someone says a state, I know it's a state in this country. But, like, if you ask me to write down all 50 states, I would absolutely forget some. Yeah. Well, the reason I was thinking about it is um, my niece is in school for the Air Force right now. Oh, cool. And when she's done, she's being stationed in Idaho. Which I was like... That's not a real place. You know, so I've moved around a few times, lived in a few different states, you know, met in in academia by its nature, people tend to move around a lot because there's only so many jobs in the country. So I've met all kinds of people at my various jobs in grad school from different places who have lived different places. I have friends who have moved states like eight times since grad school. I have never in my life met anybody who has even been to Idaho. That's because it's not real. Every single other state, I can name at least one person I know it who It does has not been. exist. The only notable thing about it is potatoes? It is made up. Yeah, I don't know. Like, two two facts I know about Idaho. Potatoes? Boise. It's not real. No, no real state would have famous potatoes on their license plates. Why? It's not a real place. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this podcast from Idaho, no, you're not. I want I want somebody that lives in Idaho to reach out to us and provide yeah, photographic that evidence. Idaho is real. Yeah. That's our conspiracy theory. Idaho is bordered by six states. No, it's not. It is. It's, no, there's a void. The map. There is a void in the middle of six states. My stepdad was trying to say that, it, basically he was trying to indicate that Idaho is further south than it is. And he was like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, there's um, snow and mountains and whatnot. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's like just flat. Yeah. No. But also again, it doesn't but matter. But am I real? Like, I realize I think of Nevada as being further south than it is. Like, I think Nevada is where Arizona is. But, yeah. like, Nevada borders Idaho. No, like, it doesn't. What? No, How? No, it doesn't. Nah. It makes no sense. It borders Oregon and Washington. But again, Washington. we are talking about a state that doesn't exist. It's blowing my mind. I've lived in this country <laughs> It's going down 37 years. And I'm like, holy shit, Idaho's up there and it's bordering six states? It's like those things where you find out that, like, Cleopatra, like, lived closer to the, like, invention of the iPhone than the construction of the pyramids. Yeah. It's like things like that that mess you up. It's whack. Yeah, I think what that happens generally with history, because... Things that have always existed or always been a certain way since you've been alive 
And then later on, you realize that they've only been a thing like a couple of years before you were born. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, my God, I thought the world was like always this way. And technically, I knew that it wasn't. But to realize I just missed the world where this wasn't a thing. But like samurai and your classic like medieval knight, that was happening at the same time. Yeah. Like Anne Frank and Martin Luther King Jr. were born in the same year. That's that's a hard one to. I know it's some of it just like doesn't like Edgar Allan Poe and Abraham Lincoln knew each other, they were friends. That always weirds me out when historical figures know each other. That sounds fake. No, I can't. I know it's history is so very ridiculous. But I was just thinking about this, like TV, for example. We think of this being a medium that's just like super old. But no, it's not. I mean, One of my dad's siblings is older than TV. Yeah, I mean, technically, it started like in the twenties. Technically, technically. Well, no, he's not. But like older yeah. than like TV being like a thing that was in everyone's house. Yeah, it didn't start to spread until the forties. Yeah, and like this is where it like reached satur like ninety percent saturation. Yeah, no, my dad's oldest brother. You know what he was really like? What was his thing as a kid? Or, like, as, like, when he was, like, in school? Radio. He was really into radio, because that's what there was. Radio was huge until, uh, TV took over. And it's like, we do what radio does, but better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I am, abs again, absolutely loving the resurgence of audio drama. Having a great time. Yeah, yeah, we're living in interesting times in that way. But it's just wild to think that there are people alive who remember, like, when TV was introduced as this newfangled invention. Yeah, that's so whack to me. <laughs> right? Be like, but oh, it's the like... room. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, like, there are probably, like, you know, middle schoolers now who were, like, shocked to imagine a world without smartphones. I remember or... when... My Not school having... first got, like, a smart board. We had one smart board in the library, and it was, like, a big deal. And then by the time I got to high school, there was one in, like, every classroom. Yeah, see, that didn't even exist when I was in school. Things like that are, are kind of whack to yeah. me. That's, like, my personal equivalent of that, I suppose. Yeah. Like, in school, we had, like, one computer lab with dial-up internet that we would whack. go to, like, once a week. Yeah. Whack. And just play, like, Oregon Trail. And whatever other educational games. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Like, we got our first computer in my house when I was in high school. We always had a chunky computer. Like, I remember, like, I grew up with, like, a chunky computer. First iPhone came out the year I graduated college, which I just can't. It doesn't compute in my head. Smartphones we did not sit. always have, like, flat screen TVs in my house. Like, we had, we had some square boys. I do recall those. Yeah. Yeah, I got rid of my last one right before I moved here. Broke my heart a little bit. Two TVs. Ouch. I, it was thrown away against my will. I love the way they would crackle when you touched them. Oh man, I used to have a big tube TV in my living room when I was in school. You touch the screen and it would be all like kind of staticky. Oh, that was that was good. Yeah. I miss that. My, my giant tube TV it used to belong to my stepdad before my parents even got married. Nice. And when you would turn it off, it would make us satisfying crackling sound every time you turn that it off. sizzle. Man, <laughs> the TV's still sizzling like a glass of Pepsi. 
<laughs> it's like the this beautiful form of white noise. Yes. Oh my god. I, there has to be like a ten hour version of that on YouTube. That has to exist, just with the way that people are. I feel like you you need just a little dose though, because you don't want too much of it, and then you don't appreciate it so oh, much. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm sure it exists. Oh yeah, yeah. We just need that like little jolt, you know. That that's what I'm gonna be uh, searching as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> I need my fix. Or I'm sure, like, you could probably, like, modify your computer so that every time you put your computer- Like, there has to be some program where, like, every time you put your computer to sleep, it makes that noise. Oh, that would be so cool! Someone has to have made it at this point. And if they haven't, I am putting this idea out into the world, so I'm sure someone will get on it. I love when people use technology to mimic old technology. Oh, I know. My phone- my, um, my text alarm on my phone is, like, an old telegram noise. I wanted to get a, one of those phone cases. Um, I had it all picked out and everything before I got the one I do have. But, you know, it looks like a cassette. Yeah. Hell just yeah. Like, it looked like I'm just holding a cassette. And it was so, oh, but I, but then I saw the one I have. Oh, rip. That's fun, though. Yeah. Except that so it looks like lightning, which doesn't really work on the screen. It's so cool. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Old tech. Love it. Yeah, which I was actually just thinking I should probably go digging in the basement for VHS tapes. Hell yeah. I really gotta clean out that basement. It's I real bad. I kind of want to be there for that, because I feel like there's going to be some fun stuff. For the the tapes or the digging for the tapes? Yes. Because I feel like in the digging for the tapes, we'll find another box that contains something fun. Yeah. I mean, or there's at least it, the possibility of that. Yeah, most of it's just boxes of, like, kitchen-y stuff that I can't bring myself to part with. Fair enough. Which, I don't, no reason. Just pack rat nature. Again, my mother has a set of dishes stolen from Nazareth College up in her attic. And they're actually, like, genuinely nice, like, ceramic. I, like, kind of, like, want to take them for, like, an apartment. I have a grater down there somewhere, like, you know, like a cheese grater... It has, like, a little chef guy on top that one of my friends brought me back from, I want to say Denmark. That's kind of fun. I can't remember the country now. Oh, no, I can't remember. Um, but I used to cat sit for a lot of my friends in grad school, so um, sometimes they would go on trips and bring me back something as, like, a thank you. You love to see it. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that. Like, I'm not going to use it. I don't, you know. But you can't get rid of the little guy. Yeah, it's just, that's down there somewhere in a box. Um, I just saw my family over the weekend, and my mom gave me some, like, old glasses from when I was a kid. Like, I have some, like, Mickey Mouse Disney I was about to say, the old Disney cups. One of them is from McDonald's. It's like a glass, a Mickey Mouse glass. But I brought this glass back with me that I don't know where it came from. My mom doesn't remember where it came from, but it's a Sabrina the Teenage Witch glass. Nice. And it's dated 1971. And it's like so delightfully vintage. And I remember using it all the time growing up. It has like a very special nostalgic place in my heart. For you. But like where'd it come from? Because neither me nor my brothers was alive in 71. No idea. Who knows? But it's, it's a very special glass. It has a little motif of Sabrina cleaning her room with her magical powers, and it says Sabrina cleans her room on it. 
Oh, I love that. That's so fun. I like special. I kind of do get the whole like weird like the '90s cups type, like the Disney ones. Because whenever I would go to my aunt's house, um, my cousins were like actual, like not just like '90s babies, like '90s kids. So like. Yeah. All that stuff was there, and, like, when I would go to my aunt's house, and, like, that's, like, what I would use. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, like, kind of get it. In, like, a yeah. weird secondhand sort of way. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that I still had some of the things growing up, because I, man, I just had this vague memory in my head of these shaped Disney cups. And I can't remember where they came from, and now I'm going to be Googling that later. Of course. But they were like a big part of my childhood. Hell like yeah. you'd get the head shape of different um, Disney characters. Oh, I think I had something like that. Yeah, Which it's might just have like a gotten passed yeah. on from one of my cousins. Yeah, but those were like real special, and I had several of them. But you know, my mother is not a pack rat, so she likes to get rid of stuff. Of course. At least sometimes she's like, do you want this stuff before I get rid of it? Which is how I ended up with the glasses yeah, over the no, weekend. my dad is a pack rat, and I have definitely, like, a bit of, I'm not as bad as he is. Like, we have a basement full of, like, old light fixtures that he's never going to use. But, like, I've definitely inherited that tendency a little bit. Yeah, I definitely have that habit. I'm, I have bags of clothes over here to take to goodwill, which finally, you know, getting around to, but some of it I've had since middle school. Because <laughs> I just, oops. My size hasn't really changed, so everything fits the same. Uh, but it's like, obviously you're not going to wear something that was cool in 97 or not even cool. Cause I wasn't cool, you know, but I mean, you know, everything, wear everything old is new again, that. but I get what you mean. Yeah. Not for my age group though. You know, I mean, I'll, you know, do whatever you want. You can make it cool as long as you're confident. Yeah. But I'm finally getting rid of some stuff, but I, I have an obscene amount of clothing. No one should have as much clothing as I do. It's bad. That's fair. But I definitely have some middle school hoodies in my closet that I still wear. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Once in a while, I'm like, yes, this hoodie is from 1996. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have some shirts that, like, are still big on me because I, like, got them from other people, like, when I was a kid. And I've been wearing them as pajamas ever since. And, like, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, don't care how old they are. They will not go anywhere until they are literally falling apart. Yep. I definitely, well, yeah, I mean, I have certain t-shirts that I eventually stopped wearing because they were wearing thin and I didn't want them to literally fall apart. But, like, I have a t-shirt actually in this dresser over here from my brother Doug's, my oldest brother, mm. his kindergarten graduation. Aw, that's so cute. So that would have been 1983. Nice. And I wore it so much growing up that it's, like, it's see-through now. Like, it's worn down enough, so I'm not going to wear that and ruin it. And plus, that was back when we, he was in Catholic school, because we all went to Catholic school when we were younger. So it's from that school that no longer exists, either. Uh, they closed it down a few years back. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Alois I have a sweatshirt that I stole from my dad that's, like, older than I am. And, like, I'm... Like, I, it's not at the point where I, like, have to stop wearing it because it'll fall apart, but, like, it is ragged as hell. Not gonna mm -hmm. stop wearing it. Like, am I gonna wear it in public anymore? Probably not. But am I gonna stop wearing it? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody has those clothes that they probably wouldn't wear out of the house, but in the house you just love them. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, I won't let people witness me in this, but... Actually, you might have seen me in that sweatshirt. 
is excellent. Oh, I'm quite sure that I have. The one that says Chatham on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, I, know, I can't recall what it looks like, but I remember having that conversation and you mentioned Oh, yeah, that. no, she is... Yeah, no, what you mean, no. Falling apart. Like, not so badly that I don't, that I should stop wearing it, but, like, the sleeves, like, the cuffs are so frayed. But it's so comfortable, and it's, like, huge on me, so it makes excellent pajamas. I have a fleece hoodie from Old Navy that I got in middle school, and I, that is still one of those comfortable things I've ever worn on my body, and I wear it all the time. Nice. And I, I won't wear it out in public. It's, you know... 1997 baby <laughs> special. It just says Old Navy across in block letters. Hell yeah, dude. Not an attractive sweatshirt, but damn, is it comfortable. Oh yeah, no. The... Wear that for the rest of my life. Yep. Honestly, Although does... if that sweatshirt's still around, uh, bury me in it. She's comfy. It does freak me out, um, though, sometimes when you have, like, t-shirts that actually have the date on them. Like, I've had that for, you know, like, plays or you know football championships whatever and then occasionally i'll like look down and notice the date on them and i was like oh oh god it hurts <laughs> yeah yeah or like concert <laughs> shirts that list like the exact tour date you're like oh shit yeah like um the my our football team in college won the national championships a bunch of times and so i have one of those t-shirts and it says like oh five on it and I'm like, oh, this is 20... 17 years ago. <laughs> no, I was in 05. First grade. I have a, a hoodie in there from when my high school football team went to the national championships. And I believe that was as 03. Nice. But I know I have some older ones. I have a t-shirt from a middle school play that has 98 on it. Hell yeah, dude. I still have some, like, field day t-shirts from grade school. And some of those, like, some of those I will still wear to, like, work out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of my older t-shirts get retired, partially just because I'm always getting new ones and I want to wear the new ones. Mm -hmm. But it's also, like, sometimes they start to fall apart and I want to preserve them. Yeah. But then I don't want to get rid of them because they're memories. And so now I just have, like, hundreds of t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Like, a couple of those drawers are just full of old t-shirts. I got bins of them. Oh, you should make, like, a t-shirt quilt. I've actually thought about that. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, because I, I got a t-shirt for every play I did with the community theater, so I got, like, a bunch of those and that I won't, definitely won't ever wear again. Actually, I, got one yeah, I have a ton of stuff like that from when I did, like, some of the school plays. Yeah. I should do that. That's not a bad idea. I got all kinds of, like, high school t-shirts from, like, Booster Club and Track Team and all that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Dude. All right. Well, we have been rolling for about an hour and 20 minutes, which is oh, right. pretty impressive. <laughs> for... We did address questions. We did address questions. Um, Several tangents. But, you know, at this point, if you show up here and you're shocked that we're just rambling on about nothing. Yeah. You are clearly watching this podcast for the first, watching slash listening to this podcast for the first time. Yeah. And if it's not your first time and you're surprised, that's on you. If this is your first time, uh, this is not necessarily indicative. Yeah, this is not indicative of the quality. <laughs> Frankly, we've done much better. Check out our episodes with uh, Tim and Ben Meredith, uh, with Kat Dubray, with 
a lot of our other guests, this is not indicative of overall quality. We're a little bit phoning it in on this one, but even then I'd like to think it's still at least pleasant background noise when you're in the office. Yeah. We think we're fun, but that's, you know, biased. It's extremely biased, but... But also, are we wrong? I hope not. I hope <laughs> not to you. <laughs> we're not wrong, right? right? Yeah, right. Please, please tell me we're not wrong. Please validate us. Yeah. Any, okay. Okay, yeah, that's a fun note to end on. Validate us, please. <laughs> But also, the you don't clap have to. Will always be one of the funniest things in politics ever. Hmm? The please, oh, please clap. clap. That's one of my, one of my, if not my most favorite political moment of yeah, all time. Yeah, that one never gets old. Uh, favorite moment in politics, uh, either please clap or the uh, Bush shooing incident. Oh, it's so good. Closely Look followed by now watch this drive. Yeah, I mean, W had some of the best moments. I mean, like, fuck that guy, but goddamn, some of it was funny. Like, he choked up pretzel. I know! Like, beautiful. But yeah, <laughs> someone threw shoes at him. How funny is that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Good stuff. Alright. Yep. We'll be back again next week. Thank you, friends, for fighting with us, as always. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Adios. Bye. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.